Blog Talk Radio. When you take a hiatus, people lose their damn mind. Woo! Man! So, let's, <laughs> let, let, let's, let's read this real quick. Welcome to TNT Radio, the next chapter, where we will always be diving into open, in-depth conversations about dreams, determination, and dedication, and the journey taken to realize them, focusing on transitioning from one level to another 
and recognizing when and how to move to the next chapter. Tune in tonight with your host, A-Town and Gypsy Star, 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 Star. Yeah. Trying to put an effect on it. It didn't. (laughs) No. We usually uh, we usually have a um, you know, a format to the show as far as um, topic of the day. We have a format. We go through affirmations. We do hot topic, all that kind of stuff. Today, well, we're just gonna be talking, and we're gonna be talking about everything that's happened since, well, since the last time we've been on the radio. And the way this works is you're free to call in and give us your input. And if you want to call in, the number is 646-668-2574. Again, if you want to call in, 646-668-2574. We're also on Instagram on the next chapter on TNC. And you can look it up. And if you Instagram me, I'll get it because it's on my phone and stuff. And if you have me on Facebook, um, I don't know if you're on Facebook, Gypsy, but if you have me on Facebook, you can hit me up there. And any questions or anything that we get, you know, we'll answer them too. Just, um, yeah, that's about it. But, you know, that's the way you get it. We prefer you call in, though. You know what I'm saying? Talk to us. Let us know what you think, all that kind of good stuff and stuff, stuff, stuff. So, yeah, that's the lead-in. Take it away, Gypsy. I'm done. Thank you very well, much. Well, as you know, we are the in- we, we, uh, we pride ourselves on being the ignorant intellectuals. Oh, yes, oh, yes, oh, yes, oh, yes, yes. My bad, my bad, my bad. And, uh, and uh, all I got to say is we, we, we go off the air for a little while, and y'all, the, the world has lost its damn mind. Yeah, so, and we're supposed to be the nutty ones. Right. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about all the things that didn't happen since we was off the air. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, by the way, I got a little special treat for us. Um, and because <laughs> I do the music and sometimes I feel like being nostalgic and corny. So I'm just going to go ahead and drop this one real quick. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, it ain't going to be a long one. It's going to be a short one. And then we're just going to jump right in. You cool? I'm cool. All right. Here we go. <laughs> Welcome back.
<laughs> back, welcome back. Back, welcome back. 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 Like, say what you want to, but Benny Barberino and, and uh, Boom Boom Washington. Yes, indeed. Ooh, real quick, trivia question. Do you know the name of the actor that played Boom Boom Washington? If you don't, I'm revoking your black Lawrence Hilton Jacob. What are you talking about? Ding, 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 ding. For the bonus round. What I can't, what us, what I can't, did he play? The real life coach, Joe Jackson. There it is. Don't mess with me. I'm not only it, so we got welcome. I'm good looking got, and intelligent too. Welcome back, Carter, and some little known, well, some trivia. So, and you get to keep your black card. <laughs> Thank you. I'm gonna be black again today. <laughs> but Kanye, mm, we coming <laughs> anyway. <laughs> 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 oh my goodness! Oh, but I, I mean, what I I I just got to touch on. First off, since I brought up Kanye, a gold statue of himself as Jesus. Really? What are you talking about? Oh, you didn't know about Kanye traveling around. With a gold statue of him as Jesus? Nah. Yeah. Um, yeah. We we just, you know, you know, the delegation would like to trade new Kanye for old Kanye. <laughs> for real? Oh man. Yeah, for real. Like I'm not look it up. No, hold on, hold up. You for real? I want to look at something for a gold statue of him. He had a like as, gold or bronze statue as him as Jesus, with his face like he was Jesus, okay. and he was traveling around with his Sunday with his Sunday service or Sunday sermons, whatever the hell they call, it. telling a hand basket. You know, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. And the thing about it, I think there's some merit to it because it goes God, then Google. And when I typed it in, <laughs> it came up with images for Kanye West Jesus statue. Okay, so right. let's look at this. Um, yo, this thing is big. Yeah. This ain't no, I'm thinking this is like 
something that you like carry in your hand. Nope. This is a lifestyle. Kanye don't do. Yeah, Kanye don't do nothing small. If he gonna go crazy, he gonna go full on bat shit. He's just. So entertainment news. Let's see what this says. A life-size statue of Kanye was depicted as Jesus appears on Hollywood Boulevard. Entitled False Idol. This sculpture represents West's recent fall from grace. Uh, I don't get it. Yeah, he... he... I don't understand why you're trying so to make, he make it crazy. Or somebody else make it? He was, it, from what I understood, he was traveling around with it at his Sunday, certainly, like at his at his services. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. uh, uh, I don't, I don't even know. I'm hoping this is this is this false. You know what I'm <laughs> right. Um, I'm hoping that some record labels prohibit artists from playing Jesus in their songs, selling our souls. The record label of Danny. Okay, so life size restricted Jesus appearing on the Boulevard. See, I'm not getting that he was carrying it around with him, but you know, if he was, I will say Kanye. Uh, as the old folks used to say, you've lost your cotton picking mind. Okay, so well, and, and if you ain't give me, it, give, give me your business then, card. Then, give me your business card. You're in mental health. Give me your card. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I've treated I've treated too many Jesuses in mental health. You know, I, I'm I'm kind of done with it. <laughs> Believe it or not, when it comes to delusional delusional thinking and people having you know problems with identity. Jesus is one of the most common people he take on. You know what I'm saying? And the thing about it is, I think people forget Jesus was crucified. But I guess since he was already crucified, now it's safe to take on his society yeah, because go you don't have to worry about getting killed. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> nope. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, I guess, I don't even know. Um, I... I Dude, there's, as my mother said, sometimes you dignify ignorance with a response. And to dignify any, and to dignify with a response anybody who will portray themselves as Jesus and carry a statue around, yeah. <laughs> I'm just, you know, I'm just hoping it's not true. I'm hoping that's just. Uh, I'm just hoping that's false, and I'm hoping well, I'm that the statue of Jesus that's out there. I, I'm just hoping it, it just. I'm just hoping it all ain't real, because I mean, only the only thing Kanye need to worry about is squirrels chasing his ass. That's it. That's because <laughs> he nuts. That's all. Just he just you know uh, just. As my grandmother would say, just pray for him, baby. Just pray for him. <laughs> Can't say nothing about it. Just pray for him. Just, just pray for him. 
Hey, I got a question for you. Okay. Uh, I'm ready. We I got think. a lot of stuff to we got a lot of stuff to cover. <laughs> oh my goodness. So much. Yeah, uh so much. I, I can tell I am totally out of the loop. Totally. So much stuff oh. to cover. Okay. Do you want to go with one, two, or three? I like even numbers. Let's go to go with two. Two. (sighs) Okay. The number two thing. Okay, okay. Us now having just two. Well, it's actually three, but two old ass white men duking it out to be the nomination (laughs) for the Democratic Party for president. The only reason why I'm talking, the only reason why I want to talk about this is because it involves one of my all-time favorite, favorite groups. Public Okay. Public enema. And we and speaking of crazy, you know, it kind of t- it kind it kind of ties in with crazy because hey, got fired. Yeah, but if y'all don't know what I, I mean when I say public enema, that means you have not watched your cadre of required black movies to have your color card. Um, that means you need to get up on it. So if I say he got his own money, and when I say he got his own money, I mean he got his own money. If you don't know this. We have to educate you on the black cinematic culture of the 90s and so on. Okay. So, yeah, public. No, we don't. Break it down. No, no, we don't. We coming for your black card. Drop squad is on its way. (laughs) We want to Okay, public. And again, another 90s movie. (laughs) See how tired that is? Mm hmm. Yes. So okay. Flavor Flav has been fired in the last what week and a half, two weeks. Yeah, I think it's a week. Because it's all right. Yeah, it was. uh, Give us the background on it and your take. Yeah, give us the background and your take on it. Okay, so from what I understand. What I understand is that Flavor Flav and Chuck been having problems since Flavor of Love. Because when Flavor of Love came out, they interviewed Chuck, and Chuck was like, he thought it was, he thought it was joking. Um, he thought that Flavor was just joking around until he actually saw it on TV. And, you know, he didn't approve on it, but he's like, Flavor's going to do what he's going to do. So apparently, according to the information that I've seen, including, you know, stuff written by Chuck D., is that he's been having problems with Flay for a minute that they've been trying to work out, and Birdie was just the last straw. And so apparently Chuck had agreed to perform at a Birdie rally, and and I guess instead of talking to Chuck about it, Flay had his lawyer write a chastising letter to the Bernie Sanders campaign saying that he had to stop advertising and all this other kind of stuff and I read the letter, the letter, and it said like the latter. I read the letter, and it was talking about like shame on you for doing this, blah blah blah. And then Chuck D kicked him out, and everybody was like, "How are you gonna kick Chuck D out 
over an old white, I mean, kick Flavor Flavor out over an old white man. And Chuck responded like, oh, this is not over Bernie. This has just been brewing up, and this is just the last straw. But apparently what Chuck said is that um, Flav refuses to do anything for free. And it started back with Harry Belafonte when Chuck um, when um, Flavor refused to uh, perform at a Harry Belafonte, um, one of his nonprofits or whatever, and he wouldn't perform unless he got paid, you know. And so, and it's, it stems back to that. Now, my personal thing is, as much as Harry Belafonte has stuck his behind out and his neck out for black people, even when it wasn't popular even when it could crash his career, the fact that any black entertainer would refuse to do anything for his benefit for free, I'd have kicked him out of the group for that. <laughs> like, it wouldn't have been no years. It's like, wait a minute, dude, you're going to just Harry Belafonte? You got to get out. I'm sorry. For me, he's one of those litmus tests. If you're a black person and say you care about black people, but you diss Harry Belafonte, I don't care who he married to. Because I remember like, he was married to, um, to a white woman. I don't care. That brother sticks his neck and his money out for black people. You can't do something for him. Yeah, I got problems with you. So that's my take on it. You know, I'm just, I don't know what I'm going to do if I go see Public Enemy in concert and there's somebody other than Flay doing cold lamping or they don't do cold lamping. You know what I'm saying? Or I can't well, do nothing for you, man. I mean, I like those. I'm torn. Well, let me, let me, let me, let me say this. Let me really say this. First off, on the on the I agree with the Harry Belafonte thing, but not just because of all the things he's done for black people. First off, you know, one major thing that Harry Belafonte has done for black people, um he actually made it cool to wear a a ruffled shirt open down to your navel. Trendsetter. Bill. Twenty years later. Bill. So that right there, that made made you know, opened up a whole new thing. Bill. Barely. Bill. Barely. Like you want to go home? Want to go home? <laughs> right. <laughs> oh my goodness. Secondly. Yes. He kissed fine as Dorothy Dandridge, Cleveland native, uh, and it's documented for all time. And oh, Carmen. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. There are certain yeah. actors I want to beat up because they kiss people who I wanted to. Going back from Todd Bridges kissing Janet Jackson to Tupac, everybody. I'm letting you know some celebrities out there. If you kiss the woman I wanted to kiss, I'm going to see you, and I'm going to beat that ass. No, I'm joking. Okay. That's, that's, <laughs> I'll be in jail. No, I'm just saying, though, I feel like doing that. But, yeah, he, you're right. I'm just going to I'm, – I'm, I'm, I'm I, I feel the same way, but, like, K-Mac, I'd have to shoot him and see if he could really catch a bullet in his teeth. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, he's really bad. He, 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 he's, he really knows what he's doing. My boy Shane, my god brother, he, he knows K-Mac personally. And, like, even though I've only seen him on TV, he's like, you know, because Shane – you know, he's, he's a very honest brother. He's like, yeah, Ty, Ty Mac is a bad dude. And Ty Mac, if I see you, I ain't going to fight you straight up for kissing kissing vanity. I'm going to punch you in the back of your head and run. I'm just saying. No, okay, I'm, I'm done. I'm, 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 I'm shooting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, just, I'm, I'm not even. I'm, 
I'm a lightweight. Kiss I'm my girl. I'm shooting. <laughs> I'm shooting. <laughs> I'm just. I'm just all I'm. Uh, just all I'm saying yeah. is. He, he, this gunplay, just you know, when yeah, I saw the last dragon, I, I liked everything but that scene. I was like, "Hey, <laughs> <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, I sounded like his little brother." Say, you doing kissing my woman, <laughs> right? <laughs> right, <laughs> you know. And then he also got it. You know, he he may have two casts because you know I may have to, he, he, or it may just be on the same leg. Like I may kick, him, I may shoot him in the knee and in the foot because he also kissed Janet in the Let's Wait a While video too. So oh um, man, yeah, it I might really, be. I really don't like him at all. Like I used to like him in the Last Dragon. It might be. It might be. It might be from the thigh to the knee to the to the foot because he also. Tried to uh, get with Freddie on a different world too. Remember? Yeah, Cree Summers. Oh. oh, back in the day, she was called yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah, he so, just may know, have. To... Yeah, yeah. Now I'm mad. Yeah, now I'm mad that Show Enough didn't win because yeah, he's been kissing all right. the women. Like, like, right. who is he? Little light skin right. kung fu dude. I don't like you. Kissing he all was, the women. He was... <laughs> He was the he was the uh, Floyd Mayweather of light skinned dudes and <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute, how do we get from, the from how, how do we get to the light skinned curly haired dude from 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 uh, Flavor Flav? We we are digressing. So <laughs> public enemy. Oh, because I, I <laughs> in a huge way. Yeah, we I know I, I got it, but like we we gonna keep going. So what is right. your take on it? So. Um. Mm, I read what what uh, I read what what Chuck said. He legally owns the name and the logo. He designed it, he and he writes all the words. But um, no, I'm a huge fan. I went back. Excuse me, and I looked at. Some of the uh, like their first two albums, Chuck wrote majority of the rhymes, but Slave mm-hmm. has you know because he was ad libbing. The uh, Chuck got the deal. Now this is from Professor Griff, and this is online. You can check it out. Griff has said Chuck was like. Yo, uh, you know, Rick Rubin came and wanted Chuck D because he had that voice and bass. How low can you go? You know, he had that. And he really liked it. But they didn't like Flavor Flav. They were like, oh, no, get this, you know, get him out of here. And Chuck lobbied for Flav. He said, look, the song doesn't work without Flav. And it's a nice... um, contrast to my voice so it, it, it all works together then you know the bomb squad was doing their thing and he wanted and Chuck had this whole vision laid out so that's where he went and got Griff and the rest of the S1s and did all of that and plus they was all in the nation anyway so Public Enemy is technically owned 
by Chuck D, but morally, you know, hey, there's no public enemy like public enemy when Griff got kicked out the group or suspended from the group wasn't the same. Yeah. You know, Terminator X went away somewhere. I don't know where where he is now. I guess he I, I, I don't know. Those Star Trek shades that he used to wear, I don't know. He he's gone. We ain't seen him and there's got some new dude named Johnny Juice. He's maybe cool, he's gonna show up on Picard. Right. He's not <laughs> but he's not, you know, uh <laughs> Terminator X. You know what I mean? Of course um, not. Nobody's Terminator X. Right, you know Terminator Exit. He had he has his own term, Terminator Exit. Come on, exit. dude. Right. You can't play with that. And then you, you got can't like, slave. It. It's just public enemy is public enemy. They're not interchangeable like the temptations. You know what I mean? You can't you know, they're not interchangeable. Like we accepted Johnny Gill in New Edition, but there's no way in hell Johnny Gill is a replacement for what Bobby Brown brought to the group. He brought yeah, but they really had them in there to make up for um, Bell Biv DeVoe. Because Ralph was going to lose his voice if he had to sing another single. And, then, and they, yeah. wouldn't let, um, they wouldn't let my, my boy sing lead. He did great in Bell Biv DeVoe, but they didn't give him that many, you know, Ricky they didn't Bell. give Ricky that much stuff. Yeah. Right. But Ricky had uh but Ricky had more of a uh Ricky didn't have a standout voice. He had a good voice, but he didn't have a standout voice. And you gotta remember in the eighties, you know, most of the stuff was either like Melvin Riley high nasally, you know, from Ready for the World, or it was, you know, Michael Jackson. Prince, L. DeBarge. So it was more of the high pitch, and I'm kind of like up here, you know, instead of like, you know, well, I'm right here, and this is where my tone is, you know, and then Johnny Gill came in with the, you know, in the 90s when that shit became popular again. But like, you know, so it made sense for the progression at that time. Like now, you know, you listen to Ralph Trezvant because it's new edition. But do you really want to hear a new Ralph Trezvant album? <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> you know, it's like you got four kids by now. Nigga, ain't your nuts dropped? You know? <laughs> you know, so there's that. You know, but I love any No Shade. I, I do love them. Uh, that was also one of my favorite groups growing up. But, you know, with P.E., there's no – you take any one of those components away, and it's just not a public enemy. It's Chuck D and four, other, four five other niggas up there. But what you, know do you what think I mean? about? But what do you think about them taking them out? Like, is, is, is it done for you? Like, you're not going to any P.E. concerts or what? What you saying? Now we ignorant. Just don't be crazy. Now, just don't don't do that. 
<laughs> He's like, yeah, we ain't going that far. Uh. <laughs> right. Yeah, hold on now. Shit. No, I, I, you know what? I, um, it's not over for me. My main thing with Public Enemy, I didn't want to see them go the same route as like an NWA. When NWA broke up, that shit played out in the public. Like, yeah. disc records, ass whoopings. Like, it was it was ugly. No Vaseline, all of that, yeah. Right. Oh, man. You know, even when Dre left Easy, it was, you know, battle raps, fighting, and, you know, I mean, it was, it was, it was unnecessary. Public Enemy is a group that never stood for any of that. You know what I mean? And I just didn't want to see them taking family business outside. That's like seeing uh, the Huxtables in the front yard, like, fighting. Like, you know, I mean, each other. Like, you know, uh, Malcolm uh, Theo is whooping Elvin's ass. Like, you know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what's in the, uh, Denise's beat? is smacking the fuck out Vanessa, you know what I mean? They just, you know, you wouldn't you wouldn't expect to see that. Like, you know what I mean? That's not who yeah. they were. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the Evans family, you might see that, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, yeah, it's, and that's what they were for us. So, I would, I, I'm just, I hope they could get it together behind closed doors and come back out and show that unified front. That's just for me. I think it's bad that they 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 doing this out front like that, you know. Especially when they when they uh, help usher in a whole thing like you know, brother started wearing those little leather medallions and shit because PE wore them. I had a clock, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because I understood yeah. the significance of the clock, you know. Do you know what time it is as far as what's going on racially? So Flav is crazy as hell, but he's not crazy. He's really he's on that cusp of crazy and brilliant and he just Well brilliant does. is usually on the cusp of crazy. It's just a it's just a it's just a potato chip, you know, crumb away from the other side. So I mean, everybody who's brilliant is right up on the top of the roller coaster and they can either go to the side of sanity which is a side of insanity, and their brilliance allows them to stay there. So I expect all really, like, just freakishly intelligent and genius people to be a little off. I just expect it, you know. Right. So there you go. Right. Right. So all of the stuff that Flav does, and then let's not forget, you know, it's been rumored for years that, you know, Flav dealt, off and on with substance abuse problems. Rumored, alleged, you know, and this has been like 30 years. So uh, after a while, you know, you get tired of, go get that nigga. Like, oh my God, Flake, what the fuck are you doing? You know, so whereas everybody else kind of got some money coming in and their royalties and, you know, their families is taken care of, you know, Flake fucked over a lot of that. 
So he <laughs> he like, uh, there's no pension plan for old ass rappers. Let me <laughs> let me. <laughs> You know, <clears throat> I'm not about to be a minister like Curtis Blow, nigga. Um, guess what? But, but I, I know Chuck. But I know I know Chuck didn't cut him out. I know he's still getting royalties from Public Enemy stuff. Slave ain't gonna never be broke. You know what I'm saying? Right. He's always but, gonna have enough money to live off of now. Whether he has that, I'm comfortable, cool, don't ever have to do anything in my life work. That's a different thing. But you know, I and and this is all speculation. But I don't think Chuck would have ever did something that just left Slave just absolutely high and dry to the point where he didn't have any guaranteed money, you know. But you know, some people, you know, when um, um, when um, you get used to having that money, get that big head, you know, it becomes one of those things where it's like, well, you know, I am me and I deserve this. And then you get caught up right. in that mess, but but you know, but I, enough about well, public enemy. They they well, just well, let me, let me, Slave is gone. Let me, let me, I'm I'm, no, I'm me, despondent. I need a hug. Let me um, let me let me say this. Let me let me say this though. I do hope this was Slave uh, Chuck actually giving Slave tough love. I hope that's what this was. And Listen, nothing, man. Uh, if he, nothing, he, nothing he, other didn't, he didn't. He didn't get rid of flavor. Flavor after four or five seasons of flavor of love and him on the show calling Bridget Nelson foofy and walking around losing his damn mind. Chuck gave that Joker more outs than a minute. No matter what trouble Flav got in, no matter what he did, Chuck stayed loyal. After all this time, well, I. I I I can't say I can't even I can't even challenge Chuck's dedication and love to Flay. <laughs> well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Like in in Flay's defense, in Flay's defense, you know. Okay. Let's uh, get it. <laughs> uh, as far as Bridget Nielsen, I'm just gonna remind you. She was fine um, back in the day. Yeah. Of four, uh, of four things: Red Sonia. Beverly Hills Cop Two, yeah, and Rocky Four. Those those I, three I, things. And I got it. And oh no, I'm sorry. Four Cobra, five things. And Sylvester Stallone was actually married to her at one time. I know, but he's calling her foofy. You can't go from I can't do nothing for you, man. Nine one one is a joke to foofy. I'm just sorry. That just those terminologies just clash to me. Those are conflicting in my brain. I'm this sorry. is a grown man with, hold on, this is a grown man that purposefully has gold teeth in his mouth and a top hat. I don't care and if a he was Flav. They don't and talk bad tuxedo. about flavor. Don't talk and bad about and flavor. A and You're a my brother, but I will kick you in your neck. Don't talk about flavor. All I'm, I'm going to say is it wasn't a far leap. <laughs> it was not a far leap. <laughs> oh, hold up. We got to do a station break. We got to do a station break. We're in here going in. This is the next right. chapter radio, TNC radio. We talk about in-depth conversations about dream determination, the dedication, the journey taken to realize them. Yo, we're talking about everything today. We're catching up. We're doing a 2020 catch-up because this is our first show for the year. We went off. 
in December and haven't been back. If you have anything to say about anything that went on this year, you know, from public enemy to the coronavirus to passing of Kobe, whatever, call in at 646-668-2574. Again, 646-668-2574, or hit me up on my Facebook or Instagram or the Next Chapter TNC on Instagram, and, you know, we'll get your messages, and we will uh, see what you got to say. But, yeah, man, um, Oh, hold on. But in the meantime, in between time, we're gonna take we're gonna take a musical break too, and let them ponder, and then we're gonna come back with some more. All right. All right. Cool. Brothers and sisters. <laughs> Brothers and sisters. I don't know what Ignorant this world God. is coming to. Turn us off. Yeah. The rhythm, the rebel, without applause, I'm lowering my level. The hard drama, where you never been, I'm in. You want styling, you know it's time again. See, the enemy telling you to hear it. They play the music, it's time to play the lyrics. Some say no to the album, the show, but much the sound. I made a year ago, I guess you know, you guess I'm just a radical. Not on sabbatical, yes, to make it critical. The only part of your body should be part of it too. Pass the power on the hour from the rebel. 
more time. Bring so. that beat back, Bring man. Bring that beat back. Bring the beat back. Y'all want to hear that beat, right? Bring that beat back. Bring that One, beat back. two, three, four, hit it. Hey, yo, 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 public enemy, man. If it ain't all of them, it ain't none of them. That's yeah. just me. So this is TNC Radio. Yeah. If you want to call in and, and and give your two cents on anything, the number is 646-668-2574. We didn't talked about golden Kanye Jesus. You know, we didn't talked about uh, public enemy. What else we talked about? Yeah. What else we talk about? We talked about something else. Yeah, uh, we just talking. Uh, yeah, we just <clears throat> we catching, we playing catch up. Oh my god. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's, so, what's on the list now? Mm. Mm. All right. Sad day in the world, sports fans. We gonna we gonna we gonna we gonna revisit. And I know you you in L.A. right now. Um, one of my favorite basketball players, as you already know, uh, Kobe. We all know the tragedy that happened. Uh, him and his daughter dying. And there has been a lot of chitter chatter in regards to this. Some good, some bad, some what the fuck. <laughs> let yeah. me, I'm gonna let you go. You in you in LA. You you were there. You got you got most of the scoop. You know. But hold on. Let me say this real quick before we go. And because I ain't said this since since he died. Kobe Bryant slam dunk giant. You want a piece of him, but you just can't try it. Okay, I remember those Sprite commercials, and that's that was one of my favorite things I used to say when I <laughs> rock his jersey. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, uh, Kobe is this thing hurt because like I was not a gigantic Kobe fan, and I'm definitely not a Lakers <gasps> fan. Like I'm a LeBron fan, and so I root for the Lakers because LeBron is on them. But if LeBron leaves, I wouldn't care if they lose every game for the rest of their lives. So hold I didn't on, realize. Hold on one second. Hold, hold, hold on. Hold on. The 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 views of A Town does not reflect <laughs> the views. <laughs> of TNC Radio or the rest of its constituents or the DIO Radio Network. So as I was saying. I don't know that Negro. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't care if them Jokers didn't win a game. If, if um, LeBron leaves, I wouldn't care if the Lakers lost every game until Jesus got back. But that was the thing about it. I was waking up, and it was, you know, if it was like a Saturday or Sunday, and it was a weekend, and me and the kids were supposed to do some running around, and I picked up my phone, and I saw something that said that Kobe had died. 
And I thought this was a joke. I'm like, you know, because I hadn't read Everybody Died. Like, about eight, nine years ago, there was something on Facebook saying The Rock had died. And I'm just like, whatever. And that joke had been making movie posthumous to me if he was. <clears throat> and so, but then I saw more credible news outlets coming up with it. And then that's when I realized it was true. And I watched, literally, I watched TV for three hours dealing with it. So let me explain how I listen to the news. <coughs> I listen to as many news outlets as I can get to, even ones that conflict with each other on a regular basis because no one news outlet puts out the whole story. So if you listen to enough of them, you can get the whole story or as, as much of it as possible that they'll release. So Kobe Bryant died in a helicopter accident. It was, you know, the report was because it was foggy and the guy couldn't see and it went through. And I'm going I'm to get to more detail. And so what happens is the more I listen, the more information I got. So let me tell you something that I know for a fact, I, what I know are facts. In California, it was really foggy that day. And people who I know who were in the Calabasas area, it was like, yo, it was fog everywhere. So these are some facts. The police department wasn't flying helicopters. News, chapter, news um, outlets weren't flying helicopters. And weather channels weren't flying helicopters. Everybody was grounded because the, 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 um, the ceiling, which is like, I guess, how high, how low the fog was and how dense it was, was beyond what was considered flying safe. So nobody was flying, no police, no weather channels, no, no TV channels. There were no helicopters in the sky. So, and then I listened to an interview with a guy who was a helicopter pilot, and he was talking about, you know, the protocol for flying in such weather. So what happens is the guy had to call and get permission to fly in the weather because all helicopters were grounded. You just couldn't fly a helicopter in that weather. He got permission to fly. They got hold of the flight pattern. It seems that the dude's original route was too foggy, so he taxied for, like they say, maybe 10 minutes or so till they got another route. Then he was on that route, and he couldn't see, and they taxied on that route. Now, this is all this was being reported in the news. That route didn't go, and he got another route, and that's the route they were on when they flew into the mountain. Now, conspiracy theorists are talking about this dude was an expert helicopter pilot, you know, and right now I'm speaking specifically of Dr. Umar. And I usually keep his name out of my mouth because the stuff that he says is, is, is like Satan on the mount with Jesus. It's a little bit of truth with a whole lot of stupidity sprinkled in. And so I just ignore it because it's just stupid. So it's like when Je the devil told Jesus, hey, you know, God said he was going to pick you up unless you get dash your foot on the stone. So throw yourself off this mountain. And Jesus said, yeah, that's cool. But he also said, don't tempt me. So yeah, I'm, I'm not going to take a nosedive off this hill. You know what I'm saying? Because so it, it was the truth. God said that, but it was in, in such a misconstrued manner that it was just, okay, that's stupid. So Umar was talking about that Big Pharma killed him over the name Black Mamba or something like that because, you know, they wanted to have it for one of the pharmaceutical stuff, 
and Kobe was suing him. So let me tell you what I found out after doing research and listening. One, the guy was a pilot for 20 years or 30 years, something like that, and he was trained to fly in fog, but he wasn't certified. At least this is what the news has come up with. Two, when listening to a helicopter pilot talk about it, what he said is even if you are certified to fly in fog, you're supposed to have two pilots, one to monitor the gauges and one to monitor the visual who's doing it to make sure there's a balance. You're not supposed to be flying by yourself. Also, the helicopter that they had was um, was outfitted to fly in the fog. But, and again, this is um, some other um, stuff that I found out, it is not required that um, helicopters have like the radar that can tell you what's ahead, like the terrain. And there are helicopters that have that, so if you can't see, it'll bounce back and let you know, hey, you headed towards something. That helicopter didn't have that kind of terrain-finding stuff. So the, the um, helicopter, one, once they say, once you, and I, I'm putting it all together because I, I have so much. Once, once the higher you get into the fog, the less you can see because it's dense. And they were like, a clear ceiling is like three miles or more of vision ahead. They said on the day that Kobe um, helicopter crashed, it was only 2.1 miles that you could see ahead. And the higher you get up, the more dense the fog gets, so the less you could see. So, you know, estimated the, the guy could probably only see maybe a mile ahead of him, mile and, mile and a half, something to there, less than two miles because it, it was only 2.1. So basically, they said he hit the mountain doing 164 knots, which is roughly about 180 miles an hour. So this is what it comes up from all the information. One, this dude was the only helicopter in the California area flying. Two, he got caught up twice and couldn't see. Three, he flew and he didn't have any terrain finding radar on it. And the higher he gets up when he goes over mountains, the less he can see. So this dude didn't see nothing, and he hit that mountain doing a whole bunch. And he was not, and this is according to the news, he was trained, but he wasn't certified. And even according to another pilot, even if you are certified, you're supposed to have two people in there, one to monitor the gauges and one to look at the terrain. So either way you look at it, this dude was the only helicopter flying. So to say that the police, the news, and the weather channels wouldn't let anybody fly, and that you had to get special permission to fly. But then to say, oh, it was a conspiracy, this dude was an expert. So, yeah, who is he? Is this joker like Wonder Woman with the jet? Like he was the only one who could navigate this junk? And this is where this conspiracy junk gets out of hand. Because he's like, this dude is an expert pilot, but I bet you if you ask Dr. Umar about helicopter pilots, about the nature of the training, about what they were supposed to do, he doesn't know. The only reason I know is because I listened to a radio show for about an hour of a professional pilot talking about protocols and what was supposed to happen. And him stating that, even based on what he knows of the information, this dude didn't follow all the protocols, and he shouldn't have been flying in the first place. So, yeah, I'm pissed for two reasons. One, Kobe and nine other, and nine other people are dead just because some dude 
decided that he could do what nobody else could. And and this is the problem I have because the same thing kind of happened with Aaliyah because Aaliyah was coming back, from what I understand, to go to a radio show, a TV show, to take one of the Grammys or something. And they got on a plane and come to find out the agency had all kind of problems, the, the pilot had all kind of problems, and it really shouldn't have been going up because the plane was faulty. And this, this gets into the point when I'm, I'm talking about when people get really famous and really powerful, people don't want to tell them no. And they'll try to do anything for them to the point they will put lives at risk. And I'm pissed at Kobe because based on all information I saw was avoidable. All Kobe had to say is, listen, no other helicopter is up in the sky. I got to get permission to fly this. Maybe we shouldn't go. Maybe you should take a car and just be late to the tournament. But no, I can get you there. And apparently he did it three different times. Now, this is a, this is a story Lionel Richie told me. Cause this was, and he told me this when we were talking about Aaliyah. He said that he, had, you know, he bought a plane, and you know, he was flying to Alabama or wherever his family was, and he was supposed to land at this airport, right? And so his family could see the airplane, right? And he said that when they got there, the pilot reported, like, listen, it's really foggy, and the, the site conditions are bad, but, you know, I think I can land it. We should be okay. And Lionel was like, what do you mean you think? He was like, no, dude, like, we just don't go to another airport. And then he said, well, you know, I thought you want your family to see something, and you got a schedule. And Lionel's like, they can see the plane later, and I'll be late. But what I'm not going to do is have you test your skills out to see if you can land my plane in the fog so somebody can see my stuff. And that's the problem I got. This is not something that's new. People who are famous sometimes are surrounded by people who just want to please them, who will not tell them no. And now we have the loss. And like I said, I didn't even know I was that big of a Kobe fan, but I knew when he died, I knew we had lost something and someone special. And then to know his daughter and all these other people were on there with him. And I mean, they were probably on there for the same reason that I sat and watched the news for three or four hours because they realized there was something special about this dude they wanted to be around him, and he was extending that to him. And to find out that this joker died just because some dude, and I know people are like, you ain't supposed to speak ill of the dead. Let me tell you something. You, can, you have to be able to speak honest. And I'm not speaking ill of the dude like he had ill intentions. But like I said, there's a lot of people around, famous people, who will tell them everything is rosy and sunny in the middle of a hurricane because they don't want to disappoint them or get fired or make them think they can't do something. And the truth is the people around you, especially the higher you get, the people you need around you are the people who are ultimately always going to tell you the truth and put your safety before, even before the relationship. I would rather you be pissed off at me and never talk to me again and be alive than trust me, do some dumb shit for you, and then we end up gone. So that's my thing. But Umar, shut the hell up, dude. I mean, even your stuff about ADHD. I'm sorry for everybody, and we're getting off on this because this is just my stuff. Umar Johnson is not a leading leading authority on ADHD. There's not a doctor or anybody who works with kids who even knows who this joker is. And when he says he's published, he's published colloquially. In other words, 
He published a book on ADHD with a publisher, or he self-published. Any one of you could do that. But he is not academically or peer-reviewed, and none of his stuff is anywhere with anybody who's actually treating ADHD except for maybe himself. So when he says, I'm a published author, everybody, people made a poetry book or a published author. Ask, is his stuff being used academically or professionally in these things? So, Dr. Umar, this is my public thing to you. Quit pimping people and shut the hell up because you make my ass itch. And this stuff about Kobe and Vic Pharma, whoever put you on the radio, goodness gracious, they didn't drink the Kool-Aid too. So I'm just sorry. That's my thing. But I'm just sorry. When you said that junk about Kobe, it just pissed me off because now you just you just riling people up. But, yeah, Kobe died because he shouldn't have been up in the air. That pilot shouldn't have never agreed to do it. And that's it, man. You know, and it ain't no big conspiracy. Like, when you're the only helicopter flying in the area, that should tell you something. Like, that'd be like driving down the highway on a day where everybody's supposed to be out and you the only car. And you don't say, well, maybe something's going on. You know what I'm saying? Like, where everybody at? Like, and if ain't nobody on this highway but me, maybe I need to figure out what's going on and get my ass off this highway too. And that's what I'm saying. That's it. And I'm just hurt that, I, you know, based on the information I've seen and I've listened to at least about a good eight to ten different news stations. And I mean, I'm not talking about programs. I'm talking about I turned to every station I could to get information from the public radio stations, the MSNBC, to Fox, to CNN, to whatever. And I'm, I'm, I'm just throwing them out because I listen to so many. Anybody who published, and then the, the local news stations, anybody who said anything about Kobe, I listened to. And that's where I got it from. I didn't just listen to one station. But to me, what I, what I got basically from it, it was avoidable, and it was just a situation of somebody trying to please Kobe, not trying to hurt him, but trying to please him and put himself in a position where he was trying to do what he couldn't do. And I know that was a long rant, but that's it. And California has been beat up. You know, I mean, dude, man, grown men crying, everybody crying. It was a conversation because I'm driving Lyft right now because I got tired of the practice and I needed some time off. That was a conversation in the car, grown men almost crying again. You know, we lost a, a, a great dude. And I ain't saying, you know, anything about his basketball skills or where he ranks with Jordan and LeBron. I'm just talking about as a man and as somebody, that's it. And I was about to go to Gail King, but I ain't even going to that. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. That That's that's it. And and everybody who was around in that area talked about how foggy he was and how everything, you know, was um just like, you know, it was just bad, terrible-ass conditions. And even the people who were there were talking about, like, they couldn't even understand why somebody was flying in that weather. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's just one of them things. But, y'all, I miss you, Cole. Well, and, and Gigi and everybody else, love all of y'all, too. Well, let me, let me, let me. Let me let me uh, say a couple of things. Um, sometimes I'm a bit of a conspiracy theorist, and I don't trust shit. <laughs> um, Umar has been right on some things for me. Um, I do. Based upon some of what you're saying, that kind of 
it's 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 all on how you want to if you really want to go down that rabbit hole of conspiracy there's some fodder and some groundwork that would no me. no 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 hold no, on hold on hold on hold on hold on cuz i'm speaking as a conspiracy theorist not saying that the shit is true false or indifferent okay i'm just saying Based upon what you said, it's one of those things that would give pause to say, well, hold on. Not saying it was Big Pharma or some shit like that, but it's one of those things of why did this happen outside of just the negligence of somebody trying to please somebody else. It could be as innocent as that then it could be also some nefarious ass shit too, based upon depending on how you what perspective and based upon what you were telling what you just told us, depending on how you wanna look at that as spin. So that is something from a personal perspective. But before you I do agree with you, before you open your damn mouth Know and be able to back up what the hell are you saying? Because even but in what? the court of law, no, no, because yeah, because at the, like because this. at she the same it. time, no, I'm not, I'm not agree, no, agreeing. No, no, but hold on, hold on. You, you get what he's saying, law. though. Get get what he's saying. He said they killed him because they wanted him to because he didn't want them to have his name, the Black Mamba, not not prevent the drug from coming out. Not challenging the validity of drugs and his treatment. They killed him over the name. Like, that name was so important to the lifeblood of this drug, which we know ain't true. You can call Viagra and insulin piss and shit, and people will still pay a billion dollars for it. We know it's not in the name, it's in the treatment. And no, no, I mean, I'm not, time, no, 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 not even getting into the name. Uh, again, hear what I'm saying. But, but, no, but the that's name. what he's saying. I, yeah, oh, okay, yeah, and a nigga could tell you they can fly at like Superman until they fall off a fucking house and break every bone in their body. I don't give a fuck right, about that. Right, and that's the Baby same level of shit that Umar is on. And, if, and check this out. And if, Lionel, if, hold up, and if Lionel's pilot and Lionel had agreed to let him try to lie in that plane. It would have been a conspiracy he, theorist up to Yin Yang talking about who killed Lionel Richie and all this other kind of stuff. And based on what we know now, it would have just been a pilot trying to please Lionel Richie and make sure his family saw his plane. But right. We got to no, stop I mean, all of this. Uh, but, but, uh, what, uh, but what I'm uh, saying uh, is, going back to Aaliyah and everything else, this is commonplace. In, and, and this is what, and I'll tell you, and I'll just. And this ain't just Big Willian. Let me tell you something. In the music industry, in the, in, in, in the movie industry, let me tell you something, dude. I was in it, and I was next to very powerful people, and I saw a lot of stuff. People will literally tell folks, hey, I can fight a cobra if they think it means it'll advance their career or keep them in good graces. And I'm not saying that euphemistically. I'm saying people risk their life, and I mean, I ain't talking about like going to fight animals, but I'm talking about as far as health, 
well-being, futures, families. They do that crap all the time out here to keep superstars happy and to do things for them and to make sure their lives are all right. That stuff is commonplace. That, no, that's, not, I know. that's not even a far-fetched thing. That's an everyday thing. So that when I heard that just about the helicopter pilots, that didn't surprise me. That That's common out here. People don't tell powerful people no, no matter what the situation. They will try no, to figure I, out a I, way to do I, it. I understand. I understand. I understand. Only thing I'm saying is, again, And this ain't to you, but more so the listening audience. Think for your damn self rationale. That's it. Get the information and process it your damn self. Yes. It's not I agree with that. And and that's all I'm saying. So if I wanted to be that conspiracy theorist, oh, well, you know, A-Town made some good points that made, that proved Umar Johnson right. If I want to think that way, but if I want to think separate and independent and for my damn self, hold on, well, let me get some more information to see what this other argument may or may not be. You see what yeah. I'm saying? But see, so, but see, the thing about so, it is, but, we got to different because we have to differentiate. We have to differentiate it between thinking and reasoning. Just because you think doesn't mean you're reasoning. When you are reasoning, it means you are using logic, sense, and facts to come to conclusions. People think just because they think they're reasoning. It's not. Okay. Reasoning and thinking right. are two different things. Mm-hmm. You can have a thought that makes absolutely no sense. So the con- but, I'm talking about if you have, if you have a conspiracy theory that is based in reasoning, I get that. But just to say he was an expert pilot, it was something wrong with the blade. Well, check this out, and this is the other part. Helicopters, and I talk, and this is what I found out from one of my one of the riders in Lyft. Helicopters are not meant to fly. In other words, helicopters aren't like gliders where if the power goes out, they keep flying. You get what I'm saying? Oh, I, one dude, military, yeah. So the, I, I, so Marine Corps, yeah. yeah so, so, so this one guy whose um, friend, his, fa- his, his friend's father was a, um, was, a, um, was a pilot, then he went into flying helicopters. You know why he said he stopped flying helicopters? He said because This is one of the most minute, dangerous things to fly. He said, every minute you are fighting for your life, because if anything goes wrong, they're not meant to stay in the sky. They fall straight down. So if the the blade went out on the helicopter, it wouldn't have kept going straight. It would have fell straight down. That thing hit the mountain going 164 knots, which is roughly 184 miles an hour. If the if the rotor went out on it, it would have fell down. That thing hit, and it said spread forward, and the spread was wider, they said, than any helicopter actions they'd ever seen because of how fast it hit. So let's put this in perspective. If the rotor went out or the blade went out, the helicopter would have fell, and it would have fell down, and it would have had a center, and it would have exploded out. It wouldn't have hit and exploded straight across. 
And then two, they said the thing was 200 feet, like short, of clearing the mountain. So it's a whole lot of stuff going in here that if you do your research, like you said, it ain't making sense. And I'm sorry, I'm just sorry, Dr. Umar, because as a, as a clinician, and, I'm, and I will say this, I'm a doctoral candidate. I don't have my doctorate in psychology yet. I'm, every, I'm what's called ABD. I'm all the dissertation, but I have over 3,000 clinical hours pre-doc. I have a master's degree and a bachelor's degree in psychology, and I've worked in everything from group homes to schools and special ed, and I've also worked in out intensive outpatients with people on parole and probation, and I've also worked in the IMD, which is Institute for Mental Defects, so that's people who've been committed against their will because they're, in a, because they're considered gravely disabled. And the stuff that I've had to deal with with patients based on the crap that Dr. Umar has said has caused me to lose patients who have not taken care of themselves because they believe the crap he's saying. And, again, I work with people in your doctor program. Everybody is either going to be a doctor or is a doctor, and a lot of them are working in private practice. So I talk to everybody who works with kids, ADHD. I talk to my supervisors. I talk to the owner of the business. I talk to all the people I could talk to, and not one person knows who this dude is. And when I searched, and this is when I was in school because you have access, free access to all the psychological databases, he is not in one psychological database under anything. He has not done any research or done anything that's been peer-reviewed or academic. So when I'm saying Dr. Umar is a pimp, he's a pimp. And he might be right on some things, but the majority of the stuff that I've heard is bull crap, and this Kobe thing just pushed it for me. And, and Umar, if you hear this, or anybody who knows Umar, and you want to have us together, please do. I don't care. It'll be a quick conversation. Because, see, he can't say things to me that he says to you, because there are certain things that we know. Like, he can't tell me, I'm published. No, you're not. You're not peer-reviewed or academically reviewed. You're colloquially published, and you're professionally published. So anybody can publish the way you did. It's not a sign of professionalism. It's not a sign of, you know, being known in the field. It's a sign that when you do that, that you probably don't know what you're talking about because you can't get yourself published in an academic or peer-reviewed setting. Otherwise, you would. So I'm just sorry. When he, I just saw that stuff about Kobe today, and it just put me on Umar, because I wasn't even thinking about him until I saw that mess. And, again, his thing was it was an expert pilot. Um, doctors, malpractice insurance. Yeah, you can be an expert and still screw up. I mean, as a, just, as, just as an intern, a doctoral intern, I was required to carry a million-dollar malpractice policy. And as a licensed technician, as a licensed um, psychi- um, psycho- um, as a licensed psychologist, you got to carry something like three or four million in malpractice. So don't tell me you are expert. I'm sorry, that was just my thing, and I'm not discussing yeah. because there's there's a lot of stuff that's not conspiracy that's absolutely true. But with Umar, I'm sorry, he makes my ass itch, and I don't know him I, as a person, I, I, but his professional and his public. I just wish he would just wear a muzzle and some duct tape and, and shut up forever. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Wow, damn. Tell us how you really feel. <laughs> Tell us why you mad, son. Tell us why you mad. 
I'm sorry, because it's like this. I've helped people deal with kids with ADHD. As a clinician, I know 90% of what he's saying about ADHD is a lie because I treat ADHD. And I've treated ADHD with a private practice for three years. And so I know for a fact, not based off of book knowledge, but based on personal practice and personal experience, that 90% of what he's saying or more is a lie. And that's my problem. So he can't come up to me like, hey, man, this is about ADHD. I'm like, dude, I've done it. I got this sex story. What? I've never given a kid medicine. All right. And I know well, the history. I, and I know the well, history of ADHD and the medicine that came along with it. So I know that yeah. his timeline is absolutely false. All right, a time. That's a whole nother yeah. show. <laughs> I know, my we, bad. We, he we, just makes my we, ass we will, itch. I'm sorry. We will look. Listen, 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 listen. We will schedule a show. <laughs> no, no, I'm serious. We will schedule a show for you to talk about Umar. Okay, we will do that. We will do that. I'm I'm going to see that we do it within the next 30 days. <coughs> we sorry. will have that show. Okay? Fraud. <coughs> My fault. Okay, go ahead. I'm okay. sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, I just like no, this. A broke clock is right. A broke right. A broke clock is correct twice a day. It doesn't mean it's working. It just means it's lucky. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All right. Well, um, you want... What do you want to say about Kobe? Go ahead, man. I'll take well, up a lot of time. Uh, Kobe was one of my what was one of my favorite players. Um, me and Kobe are close in age. My fact that his. I'm sorry, I couldn't resist that. My bad. <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all intellectuals. I apologize. My bad. And 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 his daughter (laughs) and my daughter are similar. Are are closer in age. Close in age, right? Mm -hmm. So it was multiple levels for me. And then came, you know, in the midst of all of this. You said you wasn't going to touch it. Fuck that. I'm going to touch it. <laughs> I, not Go only ahead. am I going to touch it, I'm going to massage it. I'm going to smack it up, flip it, and rub it down. Yes, I am. Okay, then it's my turn to say this. The views and opinions of Gypsy Star are not necessarily yes. the views of TNC Radio or its constituency or the Diawa Network. And if you have anything to say about anything we're saying, you can call in at 646-668-2574, or if you know me and you got my Instagram or um, Facebook, you can hit me up, or you can hit us up on Instagram at the next chapter, TNC, on Instagram and ask any questions or make any statements. And we will read them, and we don't care what they say. So go ahead, man. You can get my direct phone on? number. I don't give a damn. <laughs> Wait, I'm about to say, I'm about to Y'all can call me directly. I don't give a damn. <laughs> All right? First and foremost, you said you weren't going to touch it, but I am. Gail King and Snoop Dogg. Oh. 
and even fine ass Jada Pinkett Smith will. What is happening with her? Sorry, dog, but I got the I Jada got a piece of this too. I didn't know nothing about this. Okay, educator brother. Okay, Gail King interviews Lisa Leslie of the L.A. Spartans. Sparks. Sparks. WNBA team. Right. She mm-hmm. brings up a Kobe's case that that he was basically acquitted of the girl, you know, blah 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 blah. The whole incident in Colorado. This isn't. This is inside of a week of Kobe's death. In the interview, Lisa Lexley uh, politely checks her. Politely. Hey, you know, Kobe's my friend. Hey, come on now. You, you, you know, sit, you know, Gail, you wrong. Right? Mm-hmm. Then Gail King comes out and says, she tries to get in front of it. Oh, when they did the clip, it was it was a lot more to the interview. It was not just that. They edited it to try and get ratings, blah, 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 blah. Your monkey ass was the one that was talking. So unless they <laughs> unless they overdubbed your fucking voice and split shit in, like a Chinese movie, like one of the old 70s Kung Fu movies, your ass is in the hot seat. You the one that asked it, saw the clip, saw the interview, you was dead fucking wrong. Period. So Snoop Dog Snoop Lion, Snoop Doggy Dog, Snoop Dog, whatever the fuck he's going by this week. Calvin Brodus comes I out. Heard that in a minute. <laughs> comes Damn out. Me. On his uh, on his Instagram or whatever, and he goes off on on uh, Gail King. He called her. He, he can I say it? Can I say it? All right, I'm just gonna call her. What? Called her a no. I, this is what Snoop said. He and, and he no, called her. No, because you're, you're quoting. No, no, I I I don't need permission to say it because I'm about to. Just say it. Is, that was no. That was the setup that Snoop used, and then he said, "You dog-haired, funky, funky bitch." Now, he also told told her, "Hey, you better watch your mouth. We gonna have to come get you." Now, Gail and Oprah are crying. Gail says she's getting death threats. Oprah's crying, but ain't nobody crying for Vanessa, who's burying her husband and her child. There's yet to be an apology from Gail King. Yet, even even to this, as, as, as far as I know, by the time this interview is this this uh, this is airing. Right now, okay. 
far as I know, there has been no apology from Gail King to the family of Kobe Bryant. Not only his wife and remaining living children, but his mother and father, who had to bury not only their child, but their grandchild. Snoop has to do penance because, you know, he's on air with Martha Stewart and all this other stuff. So he has to go around, and he ended up on Red Table Talk with uh, Jada Pinkett Smith and, and them. And Jada Pinkett, she says, oh, when I heard, oh, no, not Snoop, not Snoop. You took the power away from me and from Willow and from Mama. Huh? Yeah, that's what you, by calling Gail King a dog-haired funky bitch. Now, first and foremost, Okay. We going we going we going we going to start with Jada cuz my thing with her is mental. Jada, wasn't your best friend Tupac Amor Shakur? Wasn't that her best friend? Yeah, and he didn't call Maxine Waters and everybody else a little bit. <laughs> I'm just going to leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> <Nigga>. <laughs> Tupac was your best friend. So I understand what you were trying to do, Jada, but when I saw it, I was like, yeah, you trying to help Snoop out a little bit, sis, you know, and you ain't trying to really, you trying to keep everybody's money going. I get you, sis. I understand. But at the time, same time, get the fuck out of here. Your best friend was Tupac, nigga. Tupac. Do we need to go down the list? Because <laughs> on the same album <laughs> as, as uh, Dear Mama, <laughs> how many other people, you know, the same album as 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 can you get away? This is the same man that wrote Brenda's got a baby and all this. How many countless other times did he bitch hoe toss it up? <laughs> I mean, come on. So uh, no, mm-hmm. Snoop Dogg has been in the game since 1990, 91, 92, 92. Chronic came out in 92. Snoop's been calling women bitches since the 90s. Yeah. This ain't no new shit for him. To those people who want to say, oh, well, you shouldn't be calling no black woman no female dog. You motherfuckers need a dictionary. Y'all motherfuckers need a dictionary. Or just you shouldn't be calling women bitches anyway. Fuck out of here. You motherfuckers need a dictionary. Uh... Give them the number real quick so they can call in and fuss at me because they they gonna they, they gonna get something. Six four six 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 eight two five seven four. Again, if you want to come and go off on Gypsy or me or anything, you can call six four six 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 eight two five seven four. Go ahead, keep going. But why you but why you dialing? A couple things. First and foremost. <laughs> <laughs> 
Secondly, <laughs> get a dictionary because I'm going to. <laughs> I'm going to read you the collegiate definition from the Webster's Dictionary of oh, bitch. Oh, here we go. A, fe- a female of the dog or, or some other carnivorous mammal. Okay? That's the first one. That's the one everybody knows. Second is the informal, often offensive, a malicious, spiteful, or overbearing woman. Third, something that is extremely difficult, objectionable, or unpleasant. And then fourth, an informal complaint. Now, was she being malicious, spiteful, overbearing? Was she being disparaging? Was she being extremely difficult, objectionable, or unpleasant? Yes, Gail King, the fuck was. So I don't know about y'all, but my mama taught me call an ace an ace and a spade a spade. Now, I ain't mad at Snoop for apologizing. His mama told him to apologize. He went out and apologized. But Gail and, and Oprah, Oprah need to go sit her fat ass down and eat some, eat, eat some fucking Weight Watchers. That's why she she tripping all the damn time. That's why she falling over on the goddamn stage. She she tripping, okay? You, what Gail did was wrong. Now calling her a dog haired bitch or a funky bitch, she may smell really good, and she ain't got dog hair. She that that wig or weave may be high quality, okay? But what she did, although I understand. Who she is and what she means, I'm sorry, y'all. Snoop wasn't wrong. By Webster, by the Webster de- dictionary definition of the word, Snoop wasn't wrong. Now, morally, hey, should he be calling a black woman that? Yeah, no. Nah. Hey, dude, you know. But he's been doing this shit. This has his, been his shtick since we've come to know Snoop. I think he sang the chorus on 1992's uh, song on the chronic, Bitches Ain't Shit But Holes and Tricks. I think that was him singing that, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Okay, so now, so now it's acceptable for him to call bitch, for, for him to call women bitches as long as it ain't Oprah or Gil. When they have placed themselves in the position by the definition of the word, to be called that. Let us not forget, I'm old enough to remember Dynasty. Remember Alexis Carrington? Oh, yeah, she mm-hmm. was a real bitch. And everybody would would kind of, oh, yeah, she was a bitch, honey, and slap and snap their fingers. Both male and females used to do that shit. Back in the day, well, some gay men, but mainly black women used to say that. Okay? And then, let us not forget when Diane Carroll got on Dynasty, she was America's black bitch. Mm. Because they were taking it as to mean overbearing and powerful. 
But overbearing is overbearing. You didn't have to do that. And again, they've yet to apologize, and Snoop has been on an apology tour. And it's mighty damn funny. It's mighty damn funny that Snoop is being crucified for saying this about Gail King. And let us not forget just a few short years ago, Don Imus called the ladies' Rutgers basketball team nappy-headed hoes. White, it was, I think it was like three white girls on the team, and most of them was black women. Snoop Dogg has done more apology and had, has been crucified harder by both black and by both white and black folks and black women than Don Imus ever was. Yeah, so let us not forget that. Let us not forget that. So was Snoop morally correct? Hey, dog, you could have probably, you know, checked checked in an older black woman a little differently. But was he wrong? Not by the dictionary definition of it. Not at all. So I don't think Snoop was wrong. I don't think he need to apologize no more. And quite honestly, I think if y'all got a problem with any of this stuff, y'all, y'all a lot of the people that got a problem with it now, y'all was dancing to this shit 20 years ago. Jada Pinkett, your best friend, was calling C. Dolores Tucker bitches and all kinds of other stuff back then. But did he take away your power? Did he take away your mama's power or your future daughter's power? I don't think so, baby. No. Let us not pick and choose when we're going to get self-righteous because, again, this is the same woman who has not apologized to Gianna, mother and grandmother and grandfather and the rest of Kobe's children, the rest of Gianna's siblings, Kobe's mama, his daddy, and any, and any other friends and family that was close to that man. So was she dead wrong? Hell yeah. And was Snoop right for calling her out? Hey, listen, I think Chris Rock said the joke best. He said, you know, even an old man can get his ass kicked down a flight of steps. You just don't do certain shit. (laughs) (laughs) Ain't nobody beyond reproach. Nobody. And that's what nobody's saying about this Snoop Dogg thing. And that's been burning me up. Ain't nobody beyond reproach. Yeah. But because it's Gail King, oh, Snoop is so wrong, but ain't nobody making Gail, saying Gail ain't wrong. Gail dead damn wrong, and she been dead wrong, because the first thing she should have did as a strong black woman and as a elder in the community should have been like, hey, you know what? I was out of line. I was out of pocket. That ain't on nobody else. That's on me. Hey, Jelly Bean, uh, Miss Bryant, Vanessa. The babies, hey, I do, y- y'all have my humblest and sincerest apology. 
Gail, we still waiting on it. And until we get it, in the words of Snoop Doggy Dog, use a dog-haired funky bitch till we get it. Okay. Like I said, those are his views. Um, my, my view is this. She shouldn't have said it. I don't care what she talked about, like you said, when she says, well, they edited it. Well, like you said, you can't edit nothing that you didn't say. <laughs> it's like they, it's not like they, they use some kind of <laughs> advanced um, video editing equipment to put that junk in your mouth and have you spit it out. You see what I'm saying? So yep. when it comes um so when it came down to it, you know, it's one of those things where you have to look at the propriety of it. And you also have to look at it in the context of how black men have been treated and how they are still treated. And you know, the thing about it is you're talking to someone who is grieving, who just lost somebody. And instead of talking about the emotional impact and with the game loss and this, that, and the other, you like, well, is that going to be affected by his race? It's like, well, hold up. You're not going to even give me the decency to let me grieve, to let me think about what I lost before you talk about, well, well what you lost. Is, is it really going to be like that because of, of what he did? And then it's like, and then labeling him a rapist. It's like, damn, like, like you go to the dictionary, IST, when you put something at the end of it, it's talking about a constant condition, a way of living, like a constant behavior. You know what I'm saying? If you say a misogynist, I mean, I mean the YST, or I mean the IST or the YST, when you say like rapist, when you, when you say, you know, um, racist, when you say rapist, you're talking about somebody who has that lifestyle. You know what I'm saying? You're not talking about somebody who just did one thing. You're talking about somebody who actually, you say race is someone who actually participates in discriminating on somebody based on race. If you say racist, you're talking about somebody who actually participates in and makes a habit of raping people. And then two, one, I mean, with two, it's like it's a lot of stuff because we also read that the girl has schizophrenia and that she has some other issues, and they didn't do a rape kit because of blah, blah, blah. And again, everybody can say that's conspiracy, whatever. But what I'm saying is the man was never convicted, the, the stuff was dropped, and you don't have any, just like I don't have any proof that he didn't do it, you don't have any proof that he did. And so just to make the conclusion and say, hey, I'm right, because that's what she was saying, you know, by him being a rapist, she's assuming and implying that she's correct. And that it's 100% fact that Kobe raped this chick. And that he apparently had a rape culture because he's a rapist. And so it's just like when you start putting that junk out like that, that bothers me. Now, if she had to say it by the fact that he allegedly and could have raped this woman, at least then I could not give her a pass, but at least I could give her credit for being accurate in reporting and trying not to just put a – a slant on it, but she spoke matter-of-factly as if it was a known quantity that he raped this girl, and apparently that he raped others, if you're saying he's a rapist. And so it's just that kind of thing where brothers, they don't even have to be proven guilty. 
And if they are, like, um, accused of a crime and it gets dropped, it gets assigned to him anyway. Well, he just got off. It's just like, damn. Like, for real? Like, so if we get exonerated, we're guilty. And if we did it, we're guilty. So basically what you're saying is we're guilty. And that's just piss poor timing. And I don't care what she says. If you don't have the good sense to know that you don't question a person's reputation and how people view them in the midst of their grieving, I'm sorry, you're just aloof or stupid. And both of them make you dangerous. So whether she was aloof or stupid, I don't know. She was one of the two. But there's no way during a grieving period you start asking questions like that. You at least let people process the death. Let's, let's get used to him not being here and what that means to me before you start questioning, well, am I remembering him correctly? Damn, I haven't had a chance to remember him yet. I'm still grieving his loss. So for me, that was just tacky. You know what I'm saying? That was just tacky. And like I said, either she's aloof or she's stupid. Or she's critically biased to the point where she can't see the aloofness or stupidity of the statement. Either way, it makes her dangerous, and that's what pissed me off. I'm just like that was well, that was just that was that was just some hey, as they say in the old folks, that's just some cold blooded shit. <laughs> well, right now, what we gonna do is we gonna we gonna pull one out for uh, Kobe. We're gonna take a quick break, and we're gonna show and and we gonna well. Yeah, we're going to show some support for, for good old Calvin. All right? Be right back. I'm serious, nigga. What y'all think about this, man? Hey, baby, hey, baby. Hey, baby, get the bubbles over this motherfucker. Thumbs Much drama in the LBC. It's kinda hard being Snoop Dogg double G, but I somehow, some way, keep coming up with funky ass shit like every single day. May I kick a little something for the G and make a few ends as I breeze through. Two in the morning and the party still jumping cause my mama ain't home. I got bitches in the living room getting it on and they ain't leaving till six in the morning. So what you wanna do? Shit, I got a pocket full of rubbers and my homeboys do too. So turn off the lights and close the door. But for what? We don't love them hoes. Yeah. So we gon' smoke an ounce to this. Jeans up, hoes down. Why you motherfuckers bounce to this? Everybody got their cups, but they ain't chipped in. Now this type of shit happens all the time. You gotta get yours before I gotta get mine. Everything is fine when you're listening to the DOG. I got the cultivating music that be captivating me. Who listens to the words that I speak as I take me a drink to the middle of the street and get to Mac into this bitch named Shady. She used to be the homeboy's lady. Oh, Degrees. When I tell that bitch, please, raise up off these NUTs, cause you get none of these at ease. As I mob with the dog, pound fields of breeze, be I subject. Lay 
lack of knowledge or experience or actual practical applications is because I didn't do a research paper. But for other than for okay. all the purposes, I'm a doctor. So what do you want to talk about? Okay. So I I I, I got a question for you. I want to I want uh or uh, uh, more of a social experiment. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it actually involves something we were talking about during the break. Because um, I'm in Cuyahoga County and there were three cases of uh, coronavirus that uh, was suspected here. Um, but I really, I, I, and I've been trying to stay on top of this. Um, I got, but I do have an all important question for you. And I want to try this out as a social experience. Are you down? Uh, I, I ain't sure, but let's let's see. Can I catch the coronavirus by listening to the Wu Tang Clan? <laughs> I, 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 I have to say no. Um, you also can't get it from you know drinking Corona beer. Okay, here's the social experiment. I'm going to offer myself up as a test subject. All right? So, mm-hmm. what, what I'm going to do is, got it loaded up. Great. All right. For heaven's sake, the Wu Tang Clan. Yeah, one, two, one, two. It's the Wu. Overwhelming the populace from the entry, the Wu-Tang Dynasty. 
has emerged from this elite fleet. I was appointed to strike the vital nerve. Mouths tend to utter and speak empty words. Observe the magnetic attraction as we breathe. Seeds of MCs that these fake-ass industry niggas feed off. The cold mic tend to squeeze off and spray. An array of shots that travel downwind. Just respect my horrific pen as I ascend. The minds of the weak to rise and take power. I go towering over the land as we stand. Expanding our cream, modality, every grain of sand. Let the mind use the physical was playing. Try that out as a social experiment. Everybody, Boog, you sit, uh, A Town, you still good? I'm still good. All right, I'm don't even have the sniffles or nothing, so we good. Hey, I, I didn't want to make light of uh, <laughs> on, a, on a real note. I don't want to make light of anybody who's suffering from or has had any uh family members suffering from the coronavirus uh, or passed away from it or anything like that. It's just one of those things of it's been in the news so much to the point of ridiculousness that you have to tell grown folks to do simple shit like wash your hands and not touch your face and things that you tell a a, a five-year-old child or a three-year-old child um, as, 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 a, as a species, we just need to do fucking better. Um, when it comes to things like that, and by making light of it, I, I it was my feeble attempt to uh, take some of the uh, stress and the strain and the, and and the power of fear away uh, from it that we've all had heightened fear with this thing being on the news. But I do want everyone to be safe and to uh, just you know take take better care of yourself. Yeah. See, I am. See, I'm not just all just assholishness. See? <laughs> uh, all right. So what you got coming up, man? All right. So I have the Live series. So um, I look like uh, I found a spot to um, start doing my mental health series. So um, I'm working on solidifying that relationship, and once we do, you know, I'll be doing stuff. It should be in the Hollywood area off of Melrose. Um, I'm printing up all my books, so True Game, Relationship Cookbook. I have two two books of poetry and one book, the spiritual, called Jesus Wept, that I'm working on, and in the next month, all of them will be in print along with my – my anthology of poetry from back in the day, written experience, and my CD. So um, I'm just in in full product mode. So like I said, be looking for the Live um, Mental Health Series. You know, it looks like it's going to be. I can't. I'm not going to say the name because we haven't finalized anything. 
but we have just an original agreement of a nice space. And it looks like since they're a nonprofit, they might be able to fund it. And if they can fund it, they will be free. So they would get the grants, they would pay me, and then the mental health series would be free. And, you know, we're doing everything from suicide to, to relationships to mental health, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, that's what I'm up. So you can re- see me at relationshipcookbook.com, you know, um, uh, ACL Rucker on um, Instagram and Anthony Ruck on um, Facebook. Yeah, that's it. But I'm doing my thing. What about you? All right. Well, um, getting a website together, hint, hint. Um, and <laughs> um, and pretty soon I'm going to have a, a series of mixed CDs anywhere from, uh, yeah, of course, I love house music. So we're going to have house and disco mix. Uh, my girl heard me uh, rehearsing for a night, and she liked it, and she wants to do it as a workout mix, so you can either, you know, it can be a workout mix or a dance mix. I'm I'm a dancer, so I like to dance. You want to work out to it. Apparently, she thinks it's great for that. Um, I'm also working on a, uh, you know, I miss slow dancing and belly rubbing when you go out, you know, so I'm working on a CD of all slow jams, so that's something, you know, you can get you know, but it's not just going to be a playlist, but it's actually a mix of slow jams. So, you know, we haven't mm-hmm. seen that in a while. So, uh, and I'm working on a couple other uh, secret projects that I'm playing close to my chest. We'll let you know uh, sooner than later. So I think it's about that time we're going to be out uh until next week. Yeah, it's time for some Beretta. Yes, sir. So give us the call. Give us the sign off, A-Town. This has been TNT Radio with A-Town and Gypsy Star. Be back on Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m., 9 to 11, Eastern Standard Time. Yo, it's about the next chapter, y'all. That's it. All right. We see y'all next week. Tune in. And, yes, we are back. Open that road. Get hurt. Ooh.